Hi guys. Hiya loves. Hiya loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast where we bring you all things queer my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 11. We hope you are all still enjoying the podcast. We're certainly enjoying chatting to all these fabulous people and bringing you the content that we are. So, yes, yeah, so many amazing episodes recorded already, which is cool. Can't wait to put them all out. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait for you to hear them all as well. Yes, and this week's is a good one. Right, Gabs, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions, all right? Oh, go on. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Chocolate. What is the one thing you would put on top of your bucket list? Getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favourite superhero and why? Catwoman, because I used to fancy when I played Spider-Man 2 when I was a kid, and she's just badass and cool. Yes, I used to want to be her. (laughs) Same. I love cats. Who do you admire the most? Really cringe, but you, actually. Honestly, I don't really admire famous people like that. You're the so. cutest. If you could be any flavour of ice cream, what would it be? If I could be any flavour? Yeah. If you was a flavour of ice cream, what would you be? Probably honeycomb crunch. Ooh. Because it's like a warm sweetness and like it's gentle, but then You've when got you that least expect feisty it, bit. you'll get There's like... a crunch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Morning person or night person? Probably night. Yeah. You're a night person. What's your favourite hobby? Play music, yeah. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Turn my alarm off and go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Where would you go to if you was invisible? Ooh, that's a good one. I'd probably go out for a walk at night because I'd be safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A night run. (laughs) On my own. (laughs) Describe the perfect kiss in three words. With my girlfriend. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> if you were famous, what would you be famous for? Um, queer podcast, obviously. Yes! <laughs> what store do you shop at the most? Asda. <laughs> right now, Asda is like <laughs> the place to go. Yeah, your bank's telling you this is how much you're spending at Asda. Like... <laughs> I'm like buzzing to go to Asda because it's the only place that gets me out and yeah. I get really excited about buying treats and stuff. <laughs> we like we like vary the Asdas that we go to. We're like, oh, should we go to this one or do you want to go to the one by you? Yeah. Well, actually, M&S. The big Asda's a real treat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and don't even get me started on booths. <laughs> What's your least favourite beverage? Any fizzy drink. Yeah. I really don't like Gross. fizzy drinks at all. Uh, probably like Lucasade or uh, Fanta or yeah. gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. If you could choose your nickname, what would it be? Gabster97. At one stage it was. <laughs> it was 72 Gabster. actually. Oh, Gabster Because 72. it was my favourite number because I had it, it was 
had the most factors. You were absolute nerd. <laughs> Gabster 72. <laughs> if you were a superhero, what would your powers be? A horse? No. <laughs> oh, I'd love to talk to animals. Yeah. Like be able oh, to understand them and communicate with them. Yeah. You do though, don't you? It sounds something like. <laughs> <laughs> Only with Lola. Lola understands me. Lola's my cat. Oh, I thought you was talking cat. By the way, Gabs is a crazy cat lady with five cats. Yeah. I love them all. And so she much. chose a girlfriend that's allergic. <laughs> but now I'm not. Exposure therapy works. Yeah, apparently. you see. You see. <laughs> um, okay, last one. If you could have anyone on this podcast, who would it be? You don't even have to be queer of some sort. Lynn Gunn from Paris. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I would die. <laughs> We speak to our guests on Zoom, and I, I think even if I just saw her face, like as soon as we accepted her into the into the meeting room, and I saw her face, I think I would just pass out, and <laughs> like all the blood would just leave my body, and my soul would probably leave my body, and I'd probably hallucinate. Oh, Paris fans will get that, <laughs> yeah. and just drop dead nice. to the floor. And then, so if you'd have to conduct the interview by yourself, <laughs> I can step up and do that. I have met Lynn Gunn once. She signed my tits, so thanks, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to it. As promised, we are speaking to Smash B. Smash B. Smash Bay. He is a Bay. Best friend status already. <laughs> <laughs> We've been exchanging pictures of cats, so if that's not best mates, I don't know what else is. I know, he um mad cat fan too. So <laughs> Smash B is an upcoming amazing queer artist on Spotify and he's made some amazing tunes. All proper boppy upbeat stuff. You should check him out. And you also might recognize him from um, Love Squad from MTV, which is super cool. He's a great guy, really lovely to chat to. And he told us all about his coming out story and all about how his experience going through school, being bullied at school has inspired him to become such a huge advocate for anti-bullying today. He had a really hard time with bullying and he's kind of used that hard time and turned it around into something really positive and now he's using that to inspire people, help people grow and live their best fucking life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's a huge ambassador for LGBTQ plus rights and like he's a big sort of gay activist and we love that and it's so important to have people like that these days. And apart from all of the cool, gay as fuck music that he makes, yeah, he's doing amazing things for the community as well. So it was a real honor to be able to speak to him and hear more about where his motivations came from and more about his story. Yeah, and he talks about his new single as well, which is dropping on Friday. Woo! (laughs) And he's also booked in to perform at a couple of Prides this summer. So hopefully we'll be seeing him live, which is so Mm -hmm. sick. We'll see you all at the Smash Be set at Pride, guys. Smash Be. <laughs> Smash Be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Smash Be Sesh. Anyway, we hope you enjoy this episode. We'll catch you later. We fucking will. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy us. Enjoy us. All right, bit far. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, can you hear me? Yes. Hello, it's Smash Hello. B. <laughs> oh, hello. 
How are you? One second, good. Hey, how are you? Hi. Oh, this is so white. Let's try and that's yeah, Pip. Oh, okay. damn, you look fire. Oh, thank you. So do you guys. Thanks. You guys look so cute. <laughs> oh my god, you guys look everything. You look so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. how are you? I'm so excited. I'm so yeah. excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast. We're really excited to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, it feels so crazy to do things like this again, honestly. Yeah, cool. So we're here to talk about, obviously, your coming out story, um, mm-hmm. knowing a little bit about you. It sounds like you've had a hard time with bullying. Yeah. And things and like you're quite a bit of an ambassador for anti-bullying now because of that. So do you want to share like where your story starts, maybe go into that a little bit? Yeah, of course. I mean, I literally... I was bullied from like day door as far as I can remember oh, really. Wow. So um, it was just a bunch of different things when I was younger. I think I was always, the word gay was definitely always used as a slur towards me. Yeah. I always remember that. But there was other things too, like my looks and stuff when I was younger and um, I was, I'm I am super feminine. So there was that too and people were less understanding about that and the playground and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was kind of started with a little bit of like that trickling from when I was younger. And then um, I moved schools because of it a couple of times. And then <laughs> it kind of got worse. <laughs> schools oh, I God. moved to. It was like, oh, it's gonna be fine. I'm moving to a little school up in the Dales. No one's gonna care. Oh my God, it was the worst decision. No. It was like, I mean, it was the best. I made the best friends that I have. Like mm-hmm. from that, yeah. I also made like the worst enemies I ever had. So it was mm. just, yeah, um, small town, small mindset sometimes. But yeah. you know, yeah, definitely. Yes, I kind of always had it trickling in. And then high school is a difficult place, isn't it? You're really yeah. trying to find yourself. Oh, yeah. It's your coming of age time. Do you know what I mean? Like you're really you're going through puberty and everything like that. Again, my school was kind of small, like just about three or 400 people in the whole school. Oh, that's tiny. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was up in the Dales. So everyone kind of knew every everyone. Um, and I was kind of always at the start of school, kind of just disregarded as this freak like I wasn't popular I apart from my small very small circle of friends couple of people anyone that knew me kind of just knew me as like the gay kid even though I wasn't out they, they were just like lab- they'd labeled me from day to day yeah I was just kind of annoying because it's like it's difficult because people are labeling it with you some some people are just doing it because they genuinely think it and they're not mm-hmm. trying to be offensive but when you've but most people are and when you've heard that word use as like a negative connotation you do associate it with like a negative yeah. concept oh in your head God, and it just make you fearful of being gay I think and that's why I think it takes people so long so mm, yeah. yeah so I kind of was just like known as like the gay kid with like different color hair every year like in school <laughs> I mean like there was nothing no yeah. one really had anything nice to say about me oh, oh my god I remember like there was like a lesson where they kind of said what you do when you're older and I always was honest about like wanting big dreams I was always really ambitious and not afraid to say it I think that's the thing because I knew everyone's gonna be giving me shit anyway can I swear on this podcast by the way yeah oh my oh, god yeah. go for it away. <laughs> yeah, that's good I have a big potty mouth so. <laughs> go for it so um yeah so I was very honest about everything because I kind of thought they're gonna give me shit no matter what I say so I might as well just be honest and so I was always really unapologetically kind of myself with what I wanted to do and I was like I want to go like to Hollywood and I'm like a big star and all this yes. stuff and and this and the teacher was like put your hands up if you think he can make that happen and not one single person in the room put their hand up and everyone kind of just laughed at me it was like oh. I don't know I was like why would you give people that moment to just yeah. turn me down for another time so I kind of felt like I didn't have a good I had like a fighting chance in school really um and then I started to sing and things started changing because then I became someone that was well known throughout the whole school and quite well locally then because there wasn't really any 
boys really mm-hmm. doing yeah. pop music and just yeah kind of doing their own thing and stuff and was a quite a unique voice so um there was that so yes it kind of just got me a lot of attention and started getting me a lot more positivity like people actually praised me for something for the first time and was yeah. like oh now I get what you want to be like a bit of something and I was like yeah I'm trying so then it kind of table started to um and yeah, and then that's when I think I started to really find myself more and not be afraid to explore my sexuality a bit more. Mm-hmm. It, things did definitely start to change because I noticed at the end of school, because I came out in year 11, the very end of school, okay. and um, it was a lot different then. Like, once I kind of said it and did the thing, came out, everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, like, they couldn't say anything then. Once you do and you own whatever it is they're trying to shame you for, they have yeah, no power it. over you. Oh, my God, do you know exactly. what I mean? Completely. Yeah. Completely took back control. So it was, I sound like Brexit. Be <laughs> <laughs> like Brexit. No, 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 much prefer <laughs> you than Brexit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Not enough to go for that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I definitely kind of own my, own my sexuality with that then. And, th- and then there was, then I was so free. Like, I just started to really yeah. be myself and wasn't afraid to explore my image and just be myself. And then I started to move on stage. Like, I would sing, like, so, like, stick thin, like, like a pencil wouldn't move. I was so really? terrified. <laughs> and then it's, like, a couple of years later, slot drops at Bradford Pride. Oh, yes. I mean? <laughs> so, it's working here yeah. and there. That's it. I know. <laughs> I have to try. But, so, yeah. so it definitely got way better in the end. But, um... I just I definitely went through a lot of really intense bullying and because I was the only out kid in my school I was a big yeah, easy target yeah. and even when I, before I was out I was always myself I was always camp and always just doing performing and stuff so it, yeah I yeah. was putting myself out there for criticism and judgment all the time that's it anything different is just a target for that's it for all definitely. the kids and I think if they don't understand yeah. the bullying just starts it? this is it it's, it's it's mental it's like I mean I had a lot of physical stuff a lot of cyber stuff like it's it can trickle into all different kinds of aspects of bullying and it is so detrimental to someone's mental health and like I think it can really stop your growth as a person for a little bit as well because it stops you wanting to grow like you're scared Mm -hmm. to like really go into be yourself because you do I mean it can really make you fearful of I think tapping into who you really are because people can be so mean Mm -hmm. so that's why it was so important for me like when I started doing my music career just to make it all about finding people like me because that's the reason why I wanted to do it like I think a lot of people can sing whatever way and can write songs and dance and stuff but if you don't have like a message and a meaning behind it there is really no point really no point to doing it yeah. and I just I just thought in school like I mean I had Gaga we all had Gaga like oh, yeah. Gaga, Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to that's it but I wanted to do it and just be really really personal with people and I want I wish I had someone like really really personal like an accessible version of Gaga on like a small level mm-hmm. um, of like independent artists to really inspire me and be like, oh my God, well, they're going out there and killing it and chasing their dreams. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I don't got a chance of seeing them live and it's just a real personal connection and stuff like that. So I just wanted to be this like lifeline for anyone that felt like me growing up in school and stuff. So that was my main mission. So that's why I did like an anti-bullying schools tour and like pride is like everything for me. Do you know what I mean, cause it's just exactly yeah. like my home and state is where I found my audience and just really being an anti-bullying ambassador, especially. I think that was a, a big turning point when I was starting out. Cause I just saw people really get it and heard people come up to me afterwards and tell me their stories. So that's kind of yeah. what I think really lit the arse into my fire. Oh, hang yeah. on, lit the fire <laughs> Light that ass. I mean, I mean, it's been a year. I'm not ready. (laughs) Listening to your music, I can really tell that that is the message that you're trying to put across. It's really incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. And it's so nice, like, to have such a 
sort of boppy, poppy, electro, uplifting type yes. of vibe for such a serious yes. message exactly. as well. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Yeah, I do struggle to put really serious messages into really serious sounding songs. I feel like it could get too much. Like when you've been through a lot of trauma, how yeah. do you stop it from going too far in your music? And yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard for that. So I find it easy to flip on his head and find um, the empowerment in something negative. That's definitely, I think, what I've done my whole life. And that's why I find it so much easier to write really, like, sassy and confident bops. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Like, (laughs) owning who you are, like, being exactly who you are and being, like... Exactly. Yeah, fuck you. This is me. I'm going to scream shout about it. I'm going to twerk about it. I'm going to write everywhere. (laughs) And I want everyone who feels the same way to come and join me, (laughs) which is incredible. It's it's a party for everybody that wasn't cool enough to get into the parties before. Do you know what I mean? Like, where the cool is now. This is our party, and that's exactly what I'm all about with my shows. I love that. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about... um, the experience of like coming out to your family or yeah. close friends then how yeah, did that go oh my god year 11 is quite really, an early time oh i have a really juicy story Do I, honestly? okay Rest give it to us spill the tea babes <laughs> here's the full tea so <laughs> yeah. literally my family had never ever asked me about like my sexuality when i was younger they knew i was always bullied and called gay and stuff so i don't think they ever wanted to go to that territory with me and also my mom always insists that she never knew and i'm like i was wearing snow white from day dot i don't know how you didn't know do you know what i mean yeah. like i was like being aerial in the bed do you know what i mean like i just i was saying religiously i just fully i don't know how she didn't get it but um they never kind of pride about it or asked me about it or anything. And then I was watching a Lady Gaga interview. I think it's called Inside the Outside. And it's a really like mm-hmm. uh, empowering interview. And I remember just watching it again and again and again. I'm just being fascinated with this woman and just what she was saying and how she looks and her music and everything. And I was just watching it. And mom probably saw me watch it like 15 million times. And she just said one day, she was like, she was listening to the interview and she obviously she talked about sexuality. And she was like, do you ever think you could be like bisexual or just anything other than straight basically? I was kind of taken aback because I'd never have someone ask me as like a serious question without mm-hmm. it being like an insult. I mean, like without trying to hurt me with it. Yeah. It was a genuine, oh, do you think you could be something like this? And I was like, and I was just caught off guard because I was like, <gasps> and I just felt everything in my body just like crumble up inside. Cause obviously I knew oh. in my head and my heart that I loved boys and stuff, but I, I'd, I wouldn't let myself even go there. Like even if I had like a fantasy of someone, I would like shut it off. Cause I felt yeah. like, this is so funny. I felt like people on the other side that passed over, like my relatives could see what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> And they're like, I know, because like my nana goes for like medium readings, and I thought, wait, if they tell her in the psychic reading, and I'm like, I've got to suppress this, so I won't even like. Oh, they'll all be on the would... other side holding up the pride flag. Yeah, don't that's even worry true. About it. <laughs> this is it. I mean, yeah, I feel like that now, but at the time, I was just like, <gasps> so I was yeah. so impressed. So it just caught me off guard, and then I was like, I just replied, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just said I don't know, and that was it. She said, okay, fine. And then I was going to my nana's that night in the car, and I was listening to born this way, and I just had tears coming down because I was just thinking like, oh my god this is when the journey started for me. That was when I was mm-hmm. like, this is something I genuinely need to think about. This isn't something I should be afraid of. This is something I need to explore. Yeah. So for the next couple of years, I really did. And I knew I liked boys and stuff. And this is the time when I started singing publicly and getting a bit more like recognition just locally, which then meant some of the popular kids were now becoming my friends because I was singing and stuff. And there was one boy who had always kind of mocked me a little bit 
and it was a bit like oh but it was always popular and it was kind of that thing where you secretly think they're kind of hot but then you yeah. don't want to think they're hot because they're walking and you're like no yeah, yeah. Do it. you always fancy like the wrong person it's either the bully <laughs> or the straight one yeah. and it's like <laughs> Literally, why do you get attracted to toxic people? It's so <laughs> annoying. So I was just like, no, 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 no. And um, so like he'd serenade me sometimes in the class. And I was like, no, don't, don't like it. Don't enjoy it. It's going to really give it away. Yeah. Um, and then we became friends. And then he started singing. I'm just so going to give it away if he ever listens to this. He probably knows anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely knows what we're talking about. Okay, I'll get into the story. Um, so um, he, um, we started singing together quite a lot and became really, really good friends. And we got really, really close over the summer. We'd hang out a lot. And I definitely caught the feels. And I was oh. like, oh, no, like, I really oh. like this guy. And that's oh. when I was, that's when I, I figured it out. Because I was like, I don't just think guys are attractive. I like full on really like this guy. Yeah. And I want to yeah. be with him. And I was like, oh, my God. And he kept giving me, I, he kept giving me little signs about what he says. Like, I don't know if you guys think this is weird. Like, there was a time we were in my room, like, rehearsing a song. And, and I just, like, injuries in my house. And I was like, oh, this is my room. And he's like, oh, this is where the magic happens. And I was like, I wouldn't say that. And he was like, and he said, um, I would. And they just had like a full on staring like thing for a second. And I was like, oof. Oh my God. Yeah. So I got all these mixed signals. Yeah. From, like, day yeah. And um, that's definitely flirty. <laughs> I know. And then I was good friends with his sister. And she would say to me, do you think this person um, could be gay? Would you ever want to go there and stuff? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And and then she kind of said to me, I think he likes you and oh, stuff. And no. I was like, um, so, yeah, so she was like, I think he likes you. And and he kind of built me up. So I was confident with her. And I was like, oh my God, well, I like him. And I don't know where I'm at sexually. And um, and she was kind of like, well, do you find girls attractive? And I was like, like I think they're pretty, mm-hmm. but I'm not sexually attracted mm-hmm. to them. Like I fancy Miley Cyrus. Who doesn't fancy Miley oh, yeah. Cyrus? Do you know what I mean? Oof. Like, obviously. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I was like, but I don't see myself with Miley. I don't have that kind of love or that kind yeah. of lust or anything like that for a woman. And then... She was like, what about boys? And I was just like, oh. And I was in like, dream world. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. <laughs> it all just made sense. <laughs> and then it just made sense. And that was literally how I figured it out. And I was like, damn, I felt it. She fully like sorted out for me in like a minute. Yeah. And it's taken me like years yeah. to come to this like, this epiphany. So then it was like, right, I like him. I'm gay. This is the tea. Um, so I came out to him oh. and I didn't tell him I liked him. I just came out to him. Mm-hmm. And his reaction wasn't like, like oh, or anything really shocking. He was just like, oh, how did you know? How'd you figure it out? And I was like, oh, I just like, no, I can just, I just figured it out. I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of like, is he asking me because he wants to figure it out for himself? Yeah. I don't know. And then so I, I definitely was just jumping at conclusions. And then, I don't know, we'll see. And then so I told friends one by one. And, um, but the first person I told was... I actually prepped my mom. Mm-hmm. So I okay. said to my mom, we were on like a, a walk or something. And I said to her, I just want to warn you. I, I like this guy who is one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am exploring my sexuality. And she was like, oh, I kind of thought that anyway. And it's like, okay, cool. Nice. So I kind of trickled her into it. I did the yeah. slow progression. I was like, I'm on that journey. I'm figuring it yeah. out. And then first friend I told was my friend Beth, who is an incredible makeup artist. She got a makeup page called Beth's Makeup Box and she's fab. And she, we were in science and we were so annoying in science. We get told off all the time. Science is the and, one. Um, <laughs> it is the one just to chat through yeah. it. Like I really didn't give a fuck about anything they were talking about. I was just there for the, for the chat. And the buns and bed, exactly. there for the gossip, <laughs> yeah. there for like the pranks. And that was and... it. Oh my God. So then Beth knew something was like wrong with me. And she's like, what's up? I mean, I was like that cringy kid that would like tweet how you felt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would tweet. And then all your mates are like messaging like, what's up, what's yeah. up? Tell me, tell me, yeah. tell me. 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, so then she was like, what's up? I know you like someone. I know something's like up mm-hmm. with you. What is it? And I was like, oh, I can't tell you. And she thought it was her. She thought I liked her. And she was oh, like, God. Well, I just want to let you know. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. You know, if it's me that you're into, I do think you're cute. I'm not sure if we're quite like there. Oh, and I was like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, the energy's off for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, do you know what? If I did like girls, I probably would like you because you look a bit like my Osiris, but no. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's not that. And then it took me the whole lesson. By the very end of the lesson, you know those notepad like apps you have on the computers at school? Do you do you have them? Yeah. There's like a notes okay, that yeah. you could write on like sticky notes on the computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just wrote it in like a sticky note on the computer and just showed it to her. And I couldn't <gasps> even look at her. And she was like, She's giving me the biggest. Oh, oh yes. Oh. I know. And it was like so heartwarming because I was like starting to tear oh. up. And I was like, oh, I've never told anyone oh this. Oh my God, wow. I know. And that was the first person told. And she was so supportive. And then one by one, I told my friends, a couple of family members, like cousins and stuff. And then I texted my mom and I was like, I just want to let you know, I'm, I know you don't want me to rush into anything because you know, I'm going to get out of school and stuff. But I'm, I, I don't feel the need to hide anymore. I don't want to play, you know, how I feel like I'm, I'm gay and everything. And um, and she sent me this big text message about me and like I love you no matter what. I mean, Aww. I fully get it, I fully support you and stuff. And she's like, you have nothing to worry about. Do you know what I mean? So they were absolutely fine, like my friends and family. And then this is the juicy part of the story. Ooh. So this is when I told my guy friend that I was really into that I that I was gay. And then I unbeknown to me over the next week or so, it started to trick around his friends okay. and people like that. He's he started to tell people without me knowing. Oh. And then one day in school, I was in IC team. It was kind of like the, when you choose your GCSE um, type of the year. Yeah. So uh, we'll kind of split into different lessons and stuff, like completely different subjects. And I was in ICT with a couple of my friends. And then a few of my friends are spread out into like, um, like RE and like um, art and stuff. And apparently, just somehow in this day, it started to spread throughout the classes. I think the first thing that happened was in the morning in RE, someone that I had a rocky history with at school who has come out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always kind of paired up together in PA. He, because um, we were the two gay ones, so like <laughs> yeah. we just went out, yeah. He, they were doing, talking about homosexuality in RE. Um, Oh, it's called RS now, Religious Studies, I think. Yeah. And um, homosexuality, talking about that. And this guy just gets up in the class and was like, Smash, but he's gay and he's come oh out and all this stuff. And he likes this person and stuff and just fully exposed me to oh, the whole what? class. And everyone was like, oh, my oh God. he's finally come out. And so without knowing that, without me knowing that, it's spreading throughout oh this portion of the year group. Oh. I know. And then there's break and I don't see anyone from that side. And then there's those lessons again. And people started talking. Because now in those other lessons, people are talking about it and spreading oh, it. My God. friends are hearing it now that everyone's talking about it. So, and some of my best friends still, I hadn't told yet. Mm. Some of my best friends are hearing about it that didn't know. Some of my best friends are hearing about it that did know. And everyone's finding what? out and I had no idea. How did that feel so... when you were sat there in the lessons? Well, I was in ICT and no one was talking about it in ICT. Like, mm-hmm. I, not in front of me anyway. Okay. Like, it was all the cool. other lessons that I talked about yeah. it. So I had no idea. And then I go to lunch. And we're in like the cafeteria and I'm getting my little tray to go and pick up my shit, my food and stuff. And um, then two of my best friends, Ruby and Beth, run up to me and they're like, we don't need to panic. We don't need to panic, but we need to tell you something. And I was like, what is it? And I was, I had no idea. And like, we just need to stay calm. They're really trying to prep me. And I was like, why well, do I need to stay calm? What's happening? And this one, everyone knows. And I was like, everyone knows what? And they're like, everyone knows that you're gay. And those oh. words just were like, I shake when I think about it now. Cause I remember the feeling of just being like, 
my life is over. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I just dropped my, I literally dropped my dinner tray and just didn't know what to do. And I just ran and started crying. And I was like, fuck. I was like, everyone's going to be like saying shit. And I was like, I don't know what to do and stuff. And it's, I, I don't know, I wasn't ready for it. Like I hadn't prepared to come out mm-hmm. yet. I was like planning to do it like in the new year. I'm like, do you know what? New year, new me, take the leap there. And it was like another month, a couple months to go. And I just wasn't, I hadn't thought it through yet. I was going to say how I was going to handle it, how I was going to hold myself. And just, if I was going to be like, yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm gay and proud. I go, fuck. I was going to make it really just kind of casual. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't have to do it yet. So it just Aww. completely caught me off guard. And I felt like the whole school was just judging me. And I did not know what to do. And I just ran and just was crying and found like the furthest corridor I could and just like kind of sat in it and just crying and didn't know what to do. And then uh, my friends that had been my best friend since like day dot I hadn't told yet. Cause I think cause I know them for the longest and I felt like if I told them it would change the most, I guess, compared to my yeah. other friends. Yeah, it mattered, mattered um, the most, yeah. Yeah, so then they came and found me and they're like, it's okay, like we're not bothered. And I was like, I didn't get to tell you and I felt really bad cause now everyone else is finding out at the same time as you. And it was just so messy and emotional. And they're like, we don't care, we don't care and stuff. I think I had one friend that was a bit like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. Like, but I didn't say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to make me feel better. And then I was kind of just like, Ryan, this is it now. I just kind of have to come to terms with it. And I just, and I, I went around the school and I was like, I want to find this this guy that outed me in RE and that's why he did that and stuff and figure it out and try and find out what's happened and piece it together. And we found, um, as I was walking through the corridor, people had stopped me and be like, oh my God, like, oh, you come out and stuff. And I was just like, Ugh. I was like, don't talk to me. And, um, but then they were like, no, no, it's fine. Like, no one's judging you, no one's, no one's thinking anything about it. And that's when I was kind of getting this overwhelming sense of, oh, no one cares. Yeah. As more people said, mm-hmm. you know, saw me in the corridor people were saying mostly nice things i mean i was like oh my god is this real i was yeah. like i, I don't know what's oh. happening so then i kind of just didn't really care after a while what the guy done in ra and i kind of because i couldn't find him and i was just like you know what i was like everyone's been nice about this i don't care maybe this isn't such a bad thing anymore and i started for this relief and i oh, was like goodness. there is nothing to stop me standing a certain way now in class there is nothing to stop me like watching what being i'm saying you? Or, or feeling yeah and so i just started being like oh my god so I quickly started to get this sense of self, but I, I had drama next, which was with the guy that I always fancied. Yeah. And as it had come out it, around the school that I had come out, instantly rumors started to get made by me and him because we got right. so close uh, over the summer. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, him and him have definitely been Ugh, like hanging out and doing stuff over the summer. I know. And they were like, for him to come out now after all these years and him to get so close with him, it's, it's something. And I was like, not exactly true i was like we didn't do anything but i definitely fell for him yeah. and then because of that he couldn't handle those rumors yeah. and he completely shut me out and like i just lost someone that i was uh, like obviously i don't want to say in love with but really into do you yeah, mean, like, yeah. when you're like teenage teenage mm-hmm. in love yeah which i don't want to invalidate if someone who's a teenager in love, <laughs> no, <of> course, <laughs> but you know you know it was like my first kind of time following someone so i think to have gained that friendship and to lose it and with the feelings I gained him as well, it was really hard and quite crushing. And then over the next kind of rest of the school year, really, he just kind of went in to like target me to make sure everyone knew he was straight. Oh. Like by pulling up my little covers on YouTube and stuff and like taking the piss out of me and stuff and just like getting everyone to mock me in the class and sending me like homophobic emails and the school email, talking about me on Twitter and getting everyone to join in. And I mean, like the guy that outed me in RE as well was like sucking the shit out of this guy's ass oh basically on Twitter and like joining in and being like, yeah, 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 we hate Smash, we did it. And I was just seeing all this stuff and I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is just so, uh, it is what it is. And that was really weird, but I kind of was in like, you know what, it's really, um, what's that ex- expression? Shafted the weed from the, the week from the chaff or something like oh, that. I don't know. And that's like an expression to say, like it's something like where it's separating the, the good people from the bad mm-hmm. people and the close ones I don't need in my life and stuff. Yeah. 
So it was weird, it was rocky, it was messy, but I was just like, you know what? Like, it really was just nice to see that people didn't really care after a while when I came out, no one could say anything to me anymore. Anyone that lost someone I was really close with. And there's a few people that always say stuff just because it's school and they are what they are. And they were really stupid boys anyway. <laughs> but I kind of just really gained this self, sense of self then. And I was just like, oh my God, I come out to the side. Everything's fine. Yes. The world is not over. If anything, I felt better than before. Yeah. And yeah, and then that was it then. And then I started to, and then I told my grandparents and my dad and stuff and everyone and everyone on my dad's side. And so yeah, so and everything just went really positive. Oh, so I had a really supportive family. So. God, there is, no, so yeah. there is just like nothing better mm than being able to express yourself the way you yeah. are. Oh, There's no literally, honestly. Yeah. I know. I really want to turn that coming out story into like a good high school do- like film though. Yeah. That would be so Oh juicy, my God, yeah. I, I, yeah. We need this kind of content yeah, for kids on like Disney or Nickelodeon yeah. oh, or something. Yes. Like, oh my God, that would literally be my dream to see. Yeah. Would yeah. well, you know like, what? Like that. you're already on the journey to living your dream. Like, exactly. like look, exactly. you can look back at those kids that like laughed at you and, and didn't put their hand up thinking mm. that you were going to like be making it big and like, look at you now yeah. you know exactly. you're absolutely killing this the game the winning lgbt awards like coming oh out there with God. amazing empowering songs it's and um, being a uh, bullying it, such an influence fantastic. as well for people yeah thank you so much honestly that's all i wanted because i think having people being so horrible and nasty and feeling so alienated from most of my childhood mm. and stuff i think it just really made me want to find this this sense of family mm. and like connection with people that were just like me so to be any kind of like inspiration to anyone like that is just mind-blowing it's all i wanted like it's the main thing i want in my yeah. career is just to inspire someone so that's yeah, incredible I'm you're really definitely that. doing that you're definitely doing that <laughs> thank we you love it oh thank you <laughs> thank you so much honestly mm. oh it was so good to hear your story really. yeah so it's like i mean we we often ask this question at the end uh, mm. What would you say to little Smashby? What would you say to your young self oh before God. you come out? When you was on that journey of figuring yourself out? Yeah, I think I would just say, oh my God, it's going to be so much better when you come out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, everything you're fearing and stuff and you're terrified of, it will work out in the end and stuff. I think I just tell myself to have more confidence in myself and really believe what I'm saying. Like I was always saying, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and da 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 da. But really just believe in yourself and don't hold back for anyone. Do you know what I mean? Don't don't watch the way you're holding yourself. Don't watch um, the way you're speaking and stuff. Don't be afraid to clap back as well. Don't just be shy and be like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm tiring about it and take it in. Don't be afraid to clap back. Um, and I would just tell him it's going to be okay. Like you are the most normal thing in the entire world. It is not weird. It is not anything different from anybody else. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're going to find so much happiness and love within yourself that you won't need anyone else's approval one day. Do you know what I mean? Like you won't need that. And you're going to, oh my God, find just a, a family of supporters that are going to like, feel just like you did and I'm gonna love what you're doing and yeah I just give myself a big hug and if I like, you know what it's gonna be okay like yeah. everything's gonna be okay and you're exactly you need what you need to be oh, oh so amazing so lovely thank oh, you I'm emotional <laughs> thinking you. about oh thank you oh thank you it does sound like you've had quite the journey though you know because like to me anyway coming out at so what we must have been like 15 16 in year 11 yeah that is like from my perspective that is quite young and and from the way you told your story it was almost like when did you guys come out um, 19 for me yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. so like kind of after college kind of time yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was like yeah it was like right before uni and then i think you my mine was just as i went to uni yeah yeah so it was at school was wow it was just not a place to to come out you didn't feel like comfortable enough to do it well i mean you know it's it's a whole journey figuring out your sexuality 
anyway isn't it you know like you are on this process of figuring out your sexuality whether you're straight gay you know however you identify but then you've got to come to terms with it and then Mm. you know i think having the experiences just shouldn't mean that you are this you are that like you have to experience to know what you like don't you i agree fully literally that's it i think i have always been like an old soul and like a young body. I was ready to go and always wanted yeah. to do stuff young and just like achieve things young, get out there and be myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I think I felt, I almost felt weirdly late to the game at 15, even though everyone else does see it as young. And now looking back, I, I kind of just see it as young, but I have a lot of fans now that are like 12, yeah. like wow. 11, 13, that are like figuring themselves out and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's so amazing like to see the progress that has been made since I was in school. There's definitely a long, long way to mm-hmm. go, but just to hear that people are comfortable enough to do it at a young age. I yeah. mean, I think you've always got to consider your safety as well. You've always got to think, I'm in a safe position to do mm-hmm. this and really weigh it up and jump in. But the fact that people are able to do that and the fact that I've been able to play a tiny part in anyone's like coming out journey, it is mental. And I'm just so happy to see people be more inclusive and stuff. And like, I, I chat with young people all the time and stuff, like from social media that are following me and stuff. And just, or like friends of those fans ask me questions of how they can help doing their friend come out and or with pronouns or whatever and things like that. It's just so inspiring to see kids really take it upon themselves to be better yeah, and to it's so be more inclusive to, to, yeah, to our community. I think it's so lovely. Yeah, yeah. it is so good because it's incredible. Mm. there are, I mean, I've noticed a lot of, of kids coming out at a much younger age than when, mm-hmm. when we were growing mm. up in school, you know, like you said, 12, yeah. 13 and, it's because of people like you, you know, you are now the local Gaga. You, yes. You're being, like, <laughs> singing so proudly I about what that. you're saying and, and, you know, being such an advocate for Thank anti-bullying. You. It's it's amazing. And, you know, people <clears throat> like you are shaping the world, becoming a better place because you give, oh. honestly, like, it's it's amazing, isn't it? To have mm-hmm. the representation and, and being like, right, this is what I wanted as a kid, so I'm going to be that. That's it. And for young people to look yeah. up to someone like yourself and to see that there are people like yourself out there just absolutely smashing it smash you know, being be, be oh smash it yes. <laughs> <laughs> smash, smash, smash. oh yeah. thank you so honestly it means so much because like even you know i've had my coming out within school mm-hmm. but then there's the coming out kind of in the music industry yeah. and that is a whole different thing and i've had definitely my fair share of I had really difficult experiences with managers and people okay. in the music industry when i was young because yeah. like i i've you know, came out when I was in school and stuff, and then I had college, and that's really when my music career started to form. Like that's mm-hmm. when I launched to smash me. I started recording my own music and started playing pride events, and I was like seventeen in in college, my first year of college, and um, and that's I had a little manager when I first started with that, and he was so nice. I think he was in the community, but he never told me. And then my first problem management deal, it was really difficult. I was in a contract for like twelve months, and. It was so good and glossy at the start. And he was like, I mean, you're going to like be this pride icon. That's what you want to go for. Da, 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 da. And then he'd start. And then when we try and like do um, some like mainstream opportunities, he was like, well, how do you expect to get that? You're so gay. You're so camp. No one's going to, girls want to like that. No one's going to buy your records oh. when you like that. And it was like, it was like, you look like this. Do you mean like you, it was always that about my voice, but it was like, you look like this and you act like this and your hair, your face, your you need to be more chiseled for your body. You need to like get hours and get the girls no to be interested. And it was just this whole thing. And it was really confusing because he was like, you want to be a pride icon, fine, you can do that, but you can't be any kind of mainstream artist or aim for anything higher than that ever. Wow. And he was like, and, you, I mean, you, and I was like, what about like Adam Lambert, yes. like Troy Sivan, Ollie yeah. Alexander, all these people that are really killing. I was like, that is what I'm going to do. And he was like, they're the exception. You are not oh. the exception. Just oh people like that. And it was so... Uh, 
it was like there was aggressive times and I've had meetings with him he was aggressive to my family it was a really really horrible time and I had a couple of things happen after that not long and I kind of just decided around then to be like you know what everything that's happened for me in my career has come from me myself I've got myself the gigs got myself the little press things I've had I got myself the opportunities I got myself the Arja collab I've, I've got myself yeah. everything that I've achieved has come from me and I've been paying people x amount of money to try and make my dreams come true and, and it never worked out and I just realized you know what everything that's happening is coming from me I need to just focus on me and manage myself and just give myself love because these people are trying to tear me down yeah. it's, it's really brutal it's a brutal industry yeah. so I just really learned to be like, you know, it's my way and I'm doing this my way. And until I can find someone that really believes my vision, I'm going to keep doing it my way. So, yeah, so the music industry coming out in that sense is really a whole other thing. Yeah, there's some, the music industry behind the scenes is still a long way to go, I think, with certain things like that. Yeah. But then I see a lot more progress the past couple of years since I was had managers and stuff, but since I was managed then. Yeah. So um, it is really weird, but it's it's definitely evolving. Yeah, but yeah. a little speed would help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, by you being yeah. you and not letting him influence you in that way, then you are like paving a way for other people like yourself, you know? Yeah. That's it. I was seeing like the public and the crowds and stuff getting me and like following me and sending me all these lovely messages yeah. and inspiring these people. And I've got people in the music industry telling me that I'm not yeah. shit. And I'm like, you're not the ones buying my records. Like, you're not the ones going to see my show. They're going to come see yeah, my show. Yeah, 100%. So if I don't have your approval, that's fine. Yeah. If you're not going to fund my projects, that's fine. Yeah, I will do it myself the because they believe yeah. in it. Do you know what I mean? Sashay so. yeah, away, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Shantae, you word. stay. <laughs> yes. I do stay. Yeah. I'm going to stay for a long yes. time. I'm back now. New music. Yes. I'm back and I'm not going to have got a new single coming out on the 26th of Feb, is it? Tell us everything you can. Yes, so 26th of February, um, I'm back with new music for the first time in a whole year. The first single that I'm bringing out is called Drinking Away My Problems. Nice. Relatable. I miss doing that. I really miss doing that. (laughs) It is me and my producer, Monkey. We called it a a pantheme, like a pandemic anthem. Called it (laughs) a pantheme. Because that is. It's basically a very pop polished, in a way, insight into my past year. Um, it's been rough for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been rough for, from my side of things as an entertainer, really rough because obviously no work. Yeah. And I kind of was struggling with an identity crisis as well, just because I did lose also my work. And I, I think I was on a bit of a weird track anyway. And I kind of started to lose myself a little bit. So I went through a bit of a downward spiral for a bit bit of substance abuse and stuff like that and I'm through it and I got through it and it took me a little bit of time but I did get a really good song out of it <laughs> yeah. and I don't like to dwell on the negatives at all so I just took it and made it into a bop yeah. and I feel like it had to be the first single that I come back with because I couldn't just come back with the other stuff I've been recording and be like eh I don't know yeah. how's it doing like let's, let's nothing's happened <laughs> literally because I was like I just disappeared pretty much to most of my fans for like a mm. year and do you know what I mean? And they're just like, oh, you're gonna come back with a bob. Do you know what I mean? So, and he is. Yeah, that's it. I'm coming back with a bob, but with a um, um, a really strong message mm-hmm. behind it, so everyone can really see where I've been. Why I didn't really do anything because I didn't know what to do. Or I just lost myself yeah. and, and everything. So I found myself now, and I'm back with new music. And yeah, drinking away my problems is definitely the the perfect kind of comeback yeah. Thing. So and I think you know it's yeah. probably very relatable to a lot of people. So. We yeah. can't wait to hear it. Yeah, that's what I thought, because it's lockdown times, and I just thought everyone's going to relate to this song and kind of 
you know, also related to me as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what people think and oh, it's scary, but it's exciting. Um, so yeah, hopefully everyone likes it and uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait yes. to get back to being smashed. Oh yes. my God, incredible. <laughs> hopefully we're hearing this all throughout yep. summer when oh, we yeah. can actually yes, go out definitely. and have a bop. <laughs> oh my God, that's like literally the goal. I can't wait to perform yes. again. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh my yeah, God, we can't, can't wait, wait to, to see you again. then. We'll have to yeah. come see you sometime, definitely. <gasps> yes, you'll definitely have to come to a Pride event or yes. something and like come and hang out and we'll get, we'll get drunk. Oh my God, oh my God. Yes. amazing, <laughs> need it. Have you um, summer, bring on summer. Let's go, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I miss my fans so much. Oh. I can't wait to get on the stage again and it's gonna be such a good summer. I have a good feeling yes. about it. It's gonna it's just Amazing. gonna be like yeah. the wild comeback that everybody is just so ready for. Yeah. Oh, it is. I'm giving you all everything. Yes. I'm giving the gays everything. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> the girls, the gays, and the gays. Yes. Oh I love that. I yes. Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> incredible oh, so can we expect to see you at a pride this year performing is that yeah i've got a, a, a bunch of bookings mm-hmm. they're just kind of like everybody else they're kind of just waiting to see what happens with um lockdowns being lifted and what restrictions and everything like that but a lot of them are planning to get put on this year Brilliant. so um fingers crossed it'll go to plan i have a lot of exciting dates so we'll see what happens but i'm really excited i cannot wait to for everybody very very soon yes. so excited for the new single and we're yeah, excited we to come and see you yes. and come, oh my god be back <laughs> at the gig oh, oh fuck, god I, yeah. I really can't yeah. wait i really hope you guys like the song and stuff as well there's a bunch of music coming this year as well but this is the first one so it's the it's the most anticipated yeah. one amazing so where can people yeah. find you then your smash b on spotify and everywhere that you get your music and your instagram yes smash b official that's it smash b official is on all the social handles facebook twitter instagram um, uh, TikTok, and then my music is on everything Apple Music, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. It's on all the the non dodgy places. It's probably on the dodgy places too, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, but stay safe, guys. Sites. Yeah, I like the legit sites because it actually came me a little bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> brilliant. Amazing. Well, that's something incredible to speak to you. Yeah, some really empowering. Thank you so much for having me, guys. You were so oh. lovely, and I'm so grateful to be talking to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so you much. So What a guy, what a fun guy. We hope you loved that episode just as much as we enjoyed speaking to him. Yeah, me and him are going to bond over drag queens and cats from now on. And Gemma Collins. Yes, he's a big GC fan. The JC. <laughs> oh my God, I've changed my answer. I think I'd want her on the podcast. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that will be fun. <laughs> that will be fun. <laughs> Why don't we get her on? She's too big. She's too much of a diva. <laughs> We'd probably ask her to come on the podcast and she'd go, You ain't ever gonna get this candy. <laughs> Rejected in true GC style. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully we'll see him at Pride this summer because it looks like it's gonna go ahead and we're so buzzing. I know. I'm so buzzing for that. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on the next episode, we're speaking to Freya and Scarlett, a lesbian duo. One's a TikTok superstar, one's well, a model. Hey, they're both TikTok superstars oh, now. Right. Yeah, really cool gals, both with very opposing and very captivating stories to tell. 
yeah, they were brilliant. I really was uh, captivated the whole time. So Freya had such a hard time with it and, and quite a struggle, especially with her mum accepting it. Yeah, and Scarlett had a, a better time with things thanks to such a supportive father. Like, he was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we all need one of them. <laughs> we all need a father like Scarlett's. <laughs> my first cat was called Scarlett. Really? Yeah, that's where my drag name comes from. <laughs> Scarlett, oh, <yeah>. my <laughs> <laughs> We're really looking forward to sharing that episode with you. Yeah, it's a good one. And until then, keep an ear out for queer. See you soon, Wolf. See you, love.